Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Warning. This podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. And welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. It is your host, Jessica. And as always, I am joined by my better pod half, Tara. Hello. Today's episode is a listener favorite because it is our listener encounters episode. Mm-hmm. So we're going to read you a few fun, spooky stories from you, our listeners. But before we do that, we're going to give you some information. So just so you know, if you want to hang out with us on social or check us out on social, our handle for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is at Three Spooked Girls. If you want to, you know, watch TV with us sometimes, I don't know what else to call it, it's TV. (laughs) Basically, episodes of Ghost Adventures. Pretty much. We're like the unofficial fan club of Ghost Adventures, sort of, now, on accident. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. It's because that's what's on there, like, to be real. Right. (laughs) So we watch that and we we have fun. We talk, we drink, we have a good sense of community. It's really fun. So if you want to hang out with us in a little more detail than just like Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, we do have a Facebook group. It's Three Spooked Girls Official. It's really fun. There's a lot of great memes that go in there. A lot of our listeners post things there. We just looked at it the other day and we're over 500 people are in there. And we're like, oh my gosh. Thank you for all you awesome people. And we've been recording, like we recorded another episode. And since we've been on, like my iPad has told me that like people are requesting. Yay. So definitely check that out. And if you'd like to support the show, we do have a way for you to do that. We are on Patreon.com. It is Patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For little as a dollar a month, you can get a bonus episode, which is always fun. And the format is always changing. And it's sometimes it's like crazy topics like your last meal or we talk about like the mystical creatures from Harry Potter. It's just we got a lot of stuff going on in there. It's a little fun thing. Our $2 and up patrons get Slaughters, which is short for Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews and plot lines, which is fun because you can win stickers. Well, not really win stickers. You get stickers if you guess the guess what right. For participating. Yeah, it's it's a participate. It's my equivalent of a participation medal. Yes. (laughs) But it's a sticker. Yes. (laughs) Which is fun. So if you want that, you can join there. And this is the first episode where we've done this, where I can announce we have a new benefit for our $25 up patrons. So that goes along with the slaughters. If you are a $25 and up patron, you get to select, drum roll please, 
Your own Jessica slaughters that movie review in Plotline. Yay. So if there's a movie that you want me to do, you get to do that. So if you are a $25 and up patron, make sure you let us know what one you want on Patreon.com and we will make that happen. Mm-hmm. And then Slaughters got added when we reached 50 patrons. And when we reach 100 patrons, which is actually coming up very like quickly. Oh, I know. I'm going to have a panic attack. That's crazy. I know. Once we hit 100 <laughs> patrons, $5 and up patrons get another bonus episode each month. And it's a video. So and it's going to be great. It's Tara's going to be telling you about some like creepy haunted objects and different things like that. And she's going to be telling you about coffee, which I'm excited about because I like coffee. Yeah. And I've been craving a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, <laughs> thanks to Taylor. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I don't have a Dunkin' near me, so I don't want to hear it. That's 10 miles away. I'm just lazy. <laughs> but yeah, and you guys, oh my God, we have gotten, since I said, please pick out the name, you guys have dropped so many good names in the Facebook group. I have to go. I need to go in there. I'll probably do this like in our time tomorrow and scroll through and make a list of all of your guys's awesome names and try to pick one. Oh, God. I there's so many good ones. I fucking can't. (laughs) You should get Matt the intern to weigh in. Ah, yes. I was telling him some of them already and he liked them. But yeah. (laughs) I'll probably have him help me because, fun fact, my husband named Stabby Snippets. He came up with that for us. It's true. We can't even claim that. That's why his name is Matt the Intern, because he's unpaid and he contributes a shit ton. In fact, if you didn't know, the trigger warning at the beginning is Matt. Yeah, that's him. (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah, thank you, guys. And if you're hearing this and you have an idea for a name and you haven't sent one and you want to, go for it. I had a couple come up through on Instagram today. It was like, in case you haven't picked yet, I just heard it. And I was like, ah. So <laughs> if you want to support the show, that's a way to do it. It's patreon.com or you can in the show notes, there is a link tree and that'll take you everywhere you want to go in the three spooked girls universe. Yes. Including over to our merch store, which there's a really cool new merch out. It's our big episode of the quarter, which we did the Zodiac Killer. And if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check it out because it was my first pass at making like a graphic tea of sorts. Yeah. And our first group of the Spookster Swag and Hire tiers, they should be getting those. I know shipping was a little slower because of COVID stuff and like our suppliers like obviously taking the proper precautions, but I believe they they should have them by now. And then we have our second wave people at this tier that they hit their month to get their shirts. That's exciting. Yes. And I'm so excited for you guys to have this because Jessica did such a great fucking job. And if you're like me and love tie-dye, she added a tie-dye option for you. I did. It's great. I love it. But I guess we can get into stories now. (laughs) Maybe we should. Okay. So since I've done a lot of talking, I'm going to hand it over to Tara and she is going to go ahead and read our first story. Yes. So our first story comes from Sammy and she says, I want to say how much I enjoy your podcast and how much y'all brighten up my day at work every time you release a new episode. Mm. Oh my God, that was so nice. Sorry. That's very sweet of you. Yes, thank you. I have a small happy ghost slash spirit slash specter story to share. I have to start out by saying my grandmother has always said the women in our family have special gifts like healing touch or empaths and have been sensitive to the paranormal. I myself have shown signs of being an empath, but that's not too important for this story. Well, if you have more stories, you know. 
you could tell us. <laughs> we encourage it. <laughs> yes. So about 16 years ago, when I was about five or so, I used to play at my great-grandfather's house a lot because my mom had to work late most nights, and my great-aunt would watch me. However, because my great-grandfather had Alzheimer's, we had to stay there. I slept in what we called the playroom because it had all of our dolls and kid toys in there. One night after I went to sleep, someone opened my door and sat on the end of my bed. I opened my eyes and saw a woman dressed in all white with white hair. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I know. I assumed it was my great-grandmother and asked my aunt about it in the morning. Because the woman had sat and smiled and patted my leg, it didn't feel threatening at all. However, when I asked my aunt, who has red hair, she got this look on her face and it was really strange. And she told me it was not my grandmother, but a woman who her and my grandmother had even seen when they were younger. Okay. Who they call the lady in white. And the more I brought it up, the more I discovered almost every woman in my family had seen her in that house. Oh. Right? Whether it be in the kitchen or roaming the halls. The last time I saw her was when I was 12 before my great-grandfather was put in a nursing home and later passed away when I was 13. They sold the house. I wonder if she still roams the house and watches over the new families that lives there or if she simply was an old relative because both sets of grandparents had a lot of siblings and relatives that I'm not familiar with. Also, I should mention, my grandmother died when I was three months old, and I figured I was dreaming. However, everyone always told me she liked me best of the great-grandkids, which is why I thought it was her. Anyways, love you and your podcast. Keep being spooky. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say, every time anyone ever says, I'm the lady in white, that's not what goes through my head. Like, ooh, spooky woman. It's like, the lady in red. <laughs> like, that pops in my head every time. But like, the lady in white. <laughs> that is not how that song, like, melody goes, but it's fine. <laughs> that's the Jessica version. It's the Jessica version. You guys don't understand how many times, like, Tara has had to deal with me singing things. And she'd be like, no, we don't sing. <laughs> we don't sing. It's all good. Though we're in the process of recording a promo <laughs> break song because I sing to Tara every time. Yes. <laughs> but you don't know that. But you will. <laughs> you will. Okay. So our next story comes from Kara. And thank you for letting us know how it's pronounced because I always feel horrible when I mispronounce names. Uh, and as being a Tara that gets called Tara, like, thank you <laughs> for true. telling us how to say it. Like, that's all I have to say. <laughs> my favorite is Tara. <laughs> Fun fact, that was written in my on my car visor for like 10 years. It was like, Tara, Tara. <laughs> God. Anyways, back to Kara. <laughs> back to Kara. Did I live in a murderous 150-year-old boy's home? I don't know. You be the judges. Ten years ago, I moved out of my parents' house with my boyfriend, 25 minutes north, into a house that used to be a boy's home. I didn't know about that when I lived there. The house was at least 150 years old, but it had beautiful chandeliers throughout the entire house. I mean, I'm jealous. I like chandeliers. Right? Most historical houses have solid decor that I am very jealous of. Very true. Like, if the Haunted Mansion in the movie was, like, clean, mm-hmm. it'd be, like, legit awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's too dirty, and I would sneeze a lot. So. <laughs> Same. Anyway, the basement, like all basements, was extremely scary to be in. And it had a weird side room that was dug outside of the basement foundation wall and into the ground like a cave. Ew. Mm-mm. No. Don't go in there. Zach Baggins would stand at that doorway and shout at it. Like, that's the vibe it's giving me. And send Aaron in. I believe it was a storage room, but there was no lights in there. It had a creepy plywood door that creaked when you opened it and didn't sit straight when shut. 
I hated going into the basement. I had to, though, in the winter to start the wood stove. That sounds so unfortunate. It'd also be like space heaters, electric blankets. Layers. Light the house on fire. <laughs> like These are options. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, after living there for six months, I was getting ready to move out and my dad came to help me and told me about how it used to be a boy's home and that he himself had lived there in the early 1970s. I don't want this to get too long, but it had some seriously scary paranormal happenings go on when I lived there. Please let it go long. We want to know these stories. Mm-hmm. We want the deets, all the tea. Yes. I will tell of the scariest instance where I was chased by something up the stairs and into my bedroom. No. Um, I'm already like out. Gonna get my sage, gonna sleep with a crucifix. Bye. <laughs> Prior to going to sleep, I had been sitting in the living room in a recliner and I had heard a loud bang in my kitchen. I had a giant island in the middle of the kitchen and sitting in the center of the island was my spice rack. When I heard the loud bang, I went to check and the spice rack was on the floor near the entrance of the kitchen by the door. So I picked it up and put it back on the island in the middle to reassure myself that it wouldn't fall back on the floor. This all started around 10.30 at night. About 20 minutes later, I heard the same crash in the kitchen. I went in and found the spice rack again on the floor. Again, I put it in the middle of the island. To give you a better idea of how wide the island was, it was wider and longer than a car. Girl, that is my dream island. Right? Damn. 20 minutes after that, around 11.15, I heard the spice rack crash to the floor again. This time, as I sat in the chair, I said loudly and sternly, I hear you, now stop. At about 11.30, I decided to go upstairs and go to bed. As soon as I laid down, I heard loud footsteps run up the stairs and walk across the carpet to the doorway of my room and stop. It sounded like someone with very large, heavy boots on and was standing, staring at me. I lived alone at this time with my one-year-old daughter sleeping in her crib. My boyfriend and I had broken up and he had moved out. And this is why I was moving to a different place. Feeling like something or someone was glaring at me, I laid on my right side and closed my eyes, sheet up to my chin, praying for it to go away. What felt like forever, a couple minutes later, I heard it go back downstairs. I moved a week later. As I was moving my stuff, my dad decided to inform me that the caretaker of the boys' home used to lock the boys in the dark room I told you about in the basement. He also told me he remembers that one boy went into that room but doesn't remember him ever coming out. I was never able to find out anything about the home's history or that boy. But what happened to him if he never came out of the room? Thank you for sharing. That is like... That's terrifying. I have chills. I am terrified. Please let me know where this house is so that I never accidentally move into it. Okay? (laughs) Thank you. Deal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we are going to take a break in our stories real quick and say thank you to all of our newest patrons since the last time we recorded one of these. We want to say thank you to Bernie. Gail, Brian, Lori for increasing, Kenya, Marianne, Melissa for increasing, Nicole, Kate, Amy, Caitlin, Kathy for increasing, Melissa, Stephanie, Erica for increasing, Nicole, Stephanie H, Nikki for increasing as well, Jason P, and Justine. 
Thank you guys all so, so much for who's new to our Patreon and those who are current patrons and decided to up their donations. Seriously, we cannot put into words how much your support means to us. And honestly, we are just like so blown away for your guys' generosity. Thank you. Yes. Oh my goodness. It blows our mind. Like every time we get a new patron, Tara and I probably spend about 45 minutes just like messaging back and forth in disbelief about what's happening. And (laughs) we are so thankful. And like just a year ago, we were blown away just to have a few. And so we're very excited about where this is going. Thank you so much for supporting us and being on this journey with us. Yes, you guys are the best. Okay, my next story that I have for us comes from Kim. And Kim says, Hey, ghoul friends, I've only recently found your podcast and I am smitten. After hearing listener encounters, I thought I should share my spooky story with you. Well, thank you, Kim. I'm glad to have you here. Or I should say we are both glad to have you here. Yeah, like exclude me from that narrative. Say you're on thank you, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I had to Taylor Swift it for a second. We're on one tonight, if you cannot tell. So here is Kim's story. I spent most of my childhood in a suburban home built in the 1960s in South Texas. One would think this is super unlikely to be the type of setting for a haunting. My family is old-school Southern Baptist, Christian fundamentalists. We weren't allowed to watch horror movies or dress in anything scary for Halloween, things like that. My mom had a strange, quote, speak no evil philosophy. She used to say, speak of the devil and he will appear. So my older sister and I never did share any of our ghostly encounters with my mother and oftentimes not even with one another. So many odd and unsettling things occurred throughout the years in that unassuming middle-class house. I'll share just a few choice encounters with you for the sake of brevity. Tell us all the things. I know. Every time someone's like, I won't bore you with the details, I'm like, please bore. Please bore the hell out of us. Right? My nine years older sister had always been afraid of storms. In South Texas, they can get pretty wicked. When she was particularly afraid, she would come and scoop me up from my bed and carry me to sleep with her in her bed. One such night, I was scooped up. I remember being carried and the feel of the wall scraping lightly against my toes. I woke up the following morning snug in her bed. Later in the kitchen, I asked my mother where my sister was. My mother replied that she had spent the night with her best friend, Jennifer. Who had carried me in the night? I knew better than to ask. Maybe a year or more later, one night, my sister ran headfirst into my room, terrified. She was scared her TV wouldn't turn off. I thought she was being ridiculous. She followed me back into her room. There I saw her TV tuned to no channel with static on the screen. I asked her for her remote and she pointed to the bed. I attempted to turn the TV off, but by the button on the TV set itself. No luck. At this point, I'm freaked out too. My sister unplugs the television. The fucking thing stayed on. Nope, nope, nope. Bye. See ya. No, burning house down. That is some poltergeist shit. Please get out. She said, we hauled ass out of there and slept in my room. The following day, the TV was off and remained unplugged. Over all the years we lived there, I saw and heard things, smelt things, and on occasion woke up with cuts all over my face and glass in my bed. My sister had also had several instances of sleep paralysis. We left the house when I was 16 during the course of my parents' divorce. At age 20, I had made a friend at work who lived just a few blocks from my childhood home. 
I wanted to show her where I had grown up. We drove by and I was compelled to knock and ask to take a peek inside. The new owners were very gracious and allowed for my friend and I to take a tour. As we were standing at the door of my sister's former bedroom, the woman of the house asked if, quote, anything strange ever happened when I lived there. I was instantly chilled. I told her yes, but that I couldn't speak about it while inside the house. After retreating to the safety of outside, we exchanged information. The house had apparently changed owners four times in the short amount of time since we had been gone. The new family was seeing full-body apparitions. They contacted a priest who was set to come out later the same week. I was shocked that they were experiencing even greater disturbances than we ever did. Before leaving, I told the woman not to talk about the spirits in the house anymore before, quote, speak of the devil and he will appear. Thanks for reading. Oh, my God. Right? I was like, oh, God, no. Also, when she said that her sister ran head first, I just immediately pictured, like, an anime character, like, <laughs> running. Anime running? <laughs> Naruto running or whatever it's called. Like, I don't know. That shit pops. I'm so weird. I'm sorry, guys. It's just your defense mechanism for being scared. <laughs> it is. Like, I don't know if anyone can tell, but I like to joke around. It's not obvious. It's all good. It happens. Okay, so our final story of the episode, I was going to say night, but that's (laughs) night for us. Day could be, you know, who knows? (laughs) The last story of this episode comes from Jillian. And this is either the biggest case of sleep deprivation or this person has a scary thing in or had a scary thing in their house. Yes. Is the story. I've always been sensitive to things paranormal and unexplained. I have many personal stories I could go on about. This one in particular was about nine years ago where I used to live. The house in general had bad mojo. My youngest little boy was just about a month old or so. I had to get up to make him a bottle like always, and I made my way to the kitchen to get the bottle out of the fridge to warm it up in the microwave. As I put the bottle in the microwave, I had a very uneasy feeling of someone watching me. I turned around slowly to look. Under my kitchen table was a huge black cat-looking creature with the eyes like the Cheshire cat just staring at me. My heart was in my throat as my eyes were still connected, staring at me, not moving, as if it was a statue. I backed away down the hallway slowly, not taking my eyes off of it. Then I turned and ran into my bedroom. Of course, my screams woke up my husband. He jumped out of bed asking what was wrong. I couldn't get out anything. I was shaking and crying. Then he gets up to investigate and sees nothing. I told him what I saw. It still gives me chills to this day talking about it. This was huge. The top of its head hit right under the table. Those eyes. I can't get them out of my head. Never forget. Makes me wonder what it truly was. Maybe a guardian of the underworld. Who knows? I don't like it. It scares me. I don't either. It's (laughs) creepy. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, I just really hope it was sleep deprivation. Please. It's never sleep deprivation. No, it's not. <laughs> well, that is going to wrap up this month's episode of our listener encounters. If you have a spooky story and you want us to read it on the show, please email it to us at three at gmail.com. We would love to read it for you guys. And if you've already submitted stories and you have more, please continue to do so. We love to hear them and we promise we'll get to all of them. And we are Always excited to get those. So we will see you back here on Thursday for another episode of either Stabby Snippet or something else. Or if you're a patron, we'll see you back here in a couple of days, like tomorrow. Something like that, yeah. Or Wednesday. <laughs> something like that. It's a weird month. I don't know. I don't know things. You'll see us soon. <laughs> You'll see us soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.